0: Hi everybody, welcome to the 30th, 31st of May. Wow, can you believe it? Yesterday I made the mistake, said it was the 29th, lost track. Today is actually the 31st of May. Can you believe it? We're already here. Um, I want to thank you all for joining me today. I want to remind you that donating to our ministry uh, helps us keep going. And um, so we have that offer still going. I only have a couple left, so... Uh, from breakdown to breakthrough, SOS: A 50-day journey into the heart of God. The wrist, um, uh, the wristband, uh, all can be yours. Twenty dollars or more, you get it uh, delivered to you. Um, if you want to just buy one of the books, uh, it's fifteen dollars for one of the books, and um, that's delivered to you. So, uh, go ahead and just order it. You know, message me on Facebook, email me at Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com, and, uh, and we'll get that uh, to you. Um, and I'll tell you how to pay and all that stuff. Another thing is that in starting in July, I have my uh, school of ministry, the school of um, uh, encounter evangelism, encounter evangelism. And so what this does, it, it, it'll show you how to um, bring people into an encounter with the Lord, for the purpose of leading them to Jesus that's important and i think we need to to get into that uh, realm again john wimber like i said in the 80s he had power evangelism where you'd use signs wonders and miracles to bring people to jesus and uh, and eliminate the steps they normally people normally will have to take so that they can receive jesus and because when people see a miracle guess what that's what they want Amen. All right, so come with me, please, to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Um, I wanted to talk about this because it's important, uh, because a lot of times we have a um, a mentality <clears throat> where we look at a person and already discover what they really are. Sometimes you can do that. You know, your spirit bears witness with their spirit. But not most of the time, you can be wrong, all right? I remember uh, when I was in uh, Washington State uh, starting a church that um, we had a guy come in. He was in a suit, okay, just three-piece suit. And, like, we were a normal church. We weren't, you know, uh, we were list, uh, meeting in my home, and we weren't really formal. But this guy came in in a, in a suit. Uh, he was a visitor, and another guy came in uh who was you know had his pants down below his butt. He was a rapper former drug addict, anyway, my dogs were suspicious about the guy in a three piece suit, but to this guy who was the rapper drug addict he they were both visitors uh my dogs kind of like were at peace with. And not kind of like, they really were at peace with him. And I was like, this is weird. I mean, like, I mean, this is... And unfortunately for me, I prejudged this person based upon what they were wearing. So I listened to what my dogs did. And and sure enough, that day, that that, uh, drug addict got saved, delivered from drugs, and he wrote a few rap worship songs. It was really, really cool. So that's the backdrop of what I want to bring to you today. Uh, for us as believers to walk in, okay? Uh, go to Second Corinthians chapter five, uh, chapter 5, verses 16 and 17. Therefore, from now on, I'm reading out of the New American Standard. Therefore, from now on, we recognize no one by the flesh, even though we have known Christ by the flesh, yet now we know him this way no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, this person is a new creation. Old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Now, to the Passion Translation, it reads this way. So, from now on, we refuse to evaluate people merely by their outward appearances. So, uh, for that's how we once viewed the Anointed One. Now, remember, Christ is in Jesus' last name. Christ Is it means anointed one? This is what he was, he was the chosen one, he was the and he is the anointed one. But no longer do we see him with limited human sight. Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, and when we read these verses before, we talked about enfolding here means to uh to be like a lump of dough when you're kneading dough, you're enfolding it on itself. He has become an entirely new person. All that is related to the old order is vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. So our job as Christians, as believers, and I'm not just saying Christian in the word sense. I'm talking about true believers of Jesus. The same Christian, the same little Christs that Antioch uh, made fun of by using that term. We use it as a as a, um, um, we, we use it as just a title, but they used it as a mocking term about the way, the, 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 the Christians, you are Christians, you are little Christs, ha ha. And, um, but these were the ones that turned the world upside down, or actually, should I say, turned the world right side up. Refuse it. Refuse to know anybody according to how you see them. Okay? Don't do it. You will know the fruit. You will know them by their fruits. And so you have to recognize you will know them by their fruit. Not by what they look like, but by the fruit that they bear. You can have well-dressed people. In fact, one time at church, um, we had a well-dressed woman come into the church. uh, After worship was over, usually at the church, uh, during worship, people would come to the front and worship at the front of the church. This woman was there. When everybody sat down and the pastor was getting ready to speak, she started to prophesy these these false uh, prophecies, these... um, I'm not going to say incantations, because I don't know if they were, but they were like doom and gloom kind of stuff that weren't revel- relevant. They made no sense at all. We we tested it, and it, it came out to be false, so we just threw it away. Security escorted her out. She was interrupting rather than helping. Now, on the converse, we've had people come into the church that asked permission to, hey, I got this word, would you be willing to, gave the word to the leading, to the leading pastors, and then the pastors would say, no, why don't you give the word? That's fine. But there's a, there's a thing that you have to do. You have to go in order. Let everything be done in order. You're not quenching it. What you're doing is, you're submitting what you have to your leadership, and let the leadership decide. If it's a true word, if it's a word from the Lord, then that's fine. Even if they miss it, it doesn't change the fact that it's the word from the Lord. So how does God see us? Let's start looking at people the way God sees them. Don't prejudge them. Okay. we had guests here and um, um, <clears throat> what this, you know, this guy came in he was a last minute uh, person who just signed up uh, he came in, um, he had tattoos all over him and he was messed up to say the least um I, you know, I I just was like, I'm just going to wait and see. I felt in my heart that this man was a drug addict. And I don't necessarily know if he was a dealer, but I, I believe that he had some drugs on him. Um, he could have been a tattoo artist. I don't know. All I do know is when they left, when this group left, there was marijuana smell all over the basement. There was trash thrown here and there. There were pills on the floor it was not a good sign. It was not a good thing. So I had um, I had seen them and their fruit showed me what they were really like. Well, they tried to complain that the place was dirty and tried to get their money back, but I proved that they were, that that, that was not true. Anyway, in the New American Standard in Isaiah 42, I'm going to go to Isaiah 42 uh, in the in the Passion Translation. Uh, verse 1, and then we'll jump down. Uh, Behold my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him, and he will bring forth justice to the nations. It's talking about Jesus. Verse 5. This is what God says, God the Lord says, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth, And its offspring, who gives breath to the people and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord. Hear this. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will also hold you by my hand and watch over you. And I will appoint you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the nations, to open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the dungeon and those who dwell in darkness from the prison. I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not give my glory to another, nor my praise to idols. Behold, the former things have come to pass. Now I declare new things. Before they sprout, I proclaim them to you. If you are a believer in Jesus, if you are a believer in Jesus, your former things are dead. God called you in righteousness. All right? We are all on a different part of our journey in the Lord. We're all not on the same, uh, I don't want to say level, but we are not all on the same part of our journey at the same time. So you got some people who are rough around the edges. You got some new believers that that are really rough around the edges. And you have to see, hey, where are they in their journey? Don't judge them by what you see. Judge them by who he says they are. I try to look at somebody how God loves them and looks at them. How does God see this person? And I open and and, and I share that with them. I just want to tell you that that God created you as a incredible person, you know, whatever. And I try to speak to their destiny. I try to speak to what God has done in their life. God formed you in your mother's womb. He called you. Now I want to read these passages out of the, uh, out of the Passion Translation. In uh, Isaiah 42, uh, starting with verse 1. Take a good look at my servant. He's talking about Jesus. I love him dearly, for he is my chosen one. I have taken hold of him, in my strength, and I have clothed him with my spirit. He will cause justice to spring up for the nations. Talking about Jesus here. But you can apply this to you. You are are loved dearly, and he chose you. In verse 5, here are the words of the true God, Yahweh, the one who created the starry heavens and stretched them out. He is the one who formed the earth and filled it. He gives breath to every person and spirit to everyone everywhere. I, Yahweh, have commissioned you in righteousness to succeed, and I will take your hand in love and watch over you, and I will give you as a covenant for the people. A walking light to the nations. Your mission is to open blind eyes, to set prisoners free from dark dwellings, and to open prison doors to those who are held in darkness. I am Yahweh, that is my name. I will not give my glory to another God, nor my renown to idols. Don't you see that what I have prophesied has come to pass, and now I'm foretelling the future, and I declare it to you before it sprouts. The old is passed away, new has come. Isaiah 43. We remember this from The the Chosen, if you've ever seen the TV series Chosen, The Chosen. Chapter 43, verse 1. Now this is what Yahweh says. Listen, Jacob, to the one who created you. Israel, to the one who shaped who you are. Okay, so first of all, when you see somebody, understand that it is God who created them. Does God create junk? Of course not. The devil makes garbage out of something beautiful that God has created. God can turn that around and take Somebody who has walked in garbage and make them into something beautiful because that's how he created them, making them what they were intended to be. Remember, Jacob the heel grabber was created, but Israel was formed. At the river Jabbok, we talked about a while ago. Jacob was uh, was created; Israel was formed. He says, "Do not fear, for I, your kinsman redeemer, will rescue you." Now, what that means is, you remember when when a um, a relative or somebody dies without leaving children, then a relative, a kinsman redeemer takes that woman and bears children with the name of the deceased father. Of the the deceased. He says, I have called you by name and you are mine. God has called each of us on earth, all eight billion people on earth. He has called us by name. He has taken ownership of us We have to just get them to walk in the name of Jesus. And then he says in verse 4, Since you are cherished and precious in my eyes, and because I love you dearly and want to honor you, I willingly give up nations in exchange for you, a man to save your life. I am with you now, even close to you, so never yield to fear. You Understand this, that God has formed us, God has called us, God has chosen us. And it is our duty, our duty, to call that out of every person we, we see. Call it out of them. Call it out of them. Hey, come on. So you see that there is a, a a situation that we face every day by seeing people. Keep yourself from, from um, judging them according to the way that you see them. And understand that in the womb, the Bible says, Psalm 143, and Jeremiah 1, that he has formed us in the womb. He has knitted us together. And their environment, their growing up, their situation they had when they were growing up caused them to be, in a lot of cases, most cases generally, has caused them to be what they are. We have a whole generation of people who have no clue who they are because the generation that that bore them knew nothing about who they are. And we're starting to come to a place where we're recognizing who we really are in Christ. And you have to bring, this is how you bring people to Jesus. By letting them know what they really are in the name of the Lord. What are they in God? I remember uh, the Lord used me, uses me a lot of times in words of knowledge. Not all the time, but most of the time. And, um, and I, I'm able to call out things out of people that they were created for. Some people are created to be artists to prophesy through the through the means of art. Others are supposed to be actors and prophesy through 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 the the mean of of uh, of, of of movies and TV shows, and stage performances. All of us, there are pastors that aren't supposed to be pastors. I know a guy who's who, who's pastoring and. And uh, he's supposed to be in the government. He's supposed to be the mayor. Supposed to be on the city council. He's supposed to be in that form because that's where he flourishes. That's where he is strong. As a pastor, he's not that strong. He doesn't know how to counsel people, he really doesn't know how to teach but it's okay because because what's happening is people are doing something that they think they're supposed to do, but they never really asked God what it is that they're supposed to do. I'm on these lives because this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to share the Word of God with the world. That's what I'm supposed to do. So I'm I'm, I'm developing it and and I'm working at it podcasting and all these other things and I keep doing it regardless of what people think because this is what I'm supposed to do a lot of people rejected John the Baptist but he was doing what he was supposed to do and you can too don't sell yourself short. Don't sell someone else short. God has called them. God has chosen them. God has created them. And when they receive Jesus, God can form them. I believe that either you're a believer or a pre-believer. And the only people in hell are not people that God sent there, but people who that really, really wanted to go. It breaks my heart. It breaks his heart. So what am I saying to you today? Stop looking at someone and prejudging them based upon your... um, based upon what you think. Understand that God takes these people and he says, if anyone is in Christ, the old way is passed away. If somebody walks into your church, and and we, we had this one time, a prostitute walked into our church, dressed, let's just say she wasn't dressed modestly. Some of the ladies took her aside, gave her a shawl, and Gave her uh, things to put around her legs. That was to protect the men. And she had just given her heart to Jesus. Just gave her heart to Jesus. Unfortunately, a couple people and a couple of the men in the church, she's not Satan. So they they changed how they talked to her to be a... um, you know as something that was just a uh, um how do you say it they were they they were they were just kind of like changing the, the the songs for singing and changing the message to a evangelism because this one person came in and then this the pastor walked up to her and said we have a lot of single men in our church i'm like what are you doing don't judge somebody because of what they look like or where they are right now, look at them and see how God sees them and walk and walk accordingly. Now let me ask you, does God love you? Yeah. God forgives us. Where would you be if you didn't know Jesus? Think about that when you look at somebody else. Except by the grace of God, I'm that way. That would, that would be me. I would be worse than that. If you start thinking like that, you'll have love in your heart for that person. Knowing that God has forgiven you, and you can look at that person the way God sees them. End of story. All right. Well, that's all for today. I want to thank you for joining me, and just recognize that um, you know God is, God is with us. He's not against us. And again, if you want my books, you want the wristband, uh, email me at tomandsaraministries at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook and we'll get that to you. All right, well, thanks for joining me today and we'll see you.